I want to welcome all you here this morning, especially you mamas. You know, we have two guests with us today, both of them are mamas-to-be. And recognize them, Lucky and Amanda. These are Roy and Pat Bramlett's grand grandkids. Y'all be sure and say hi to them and everything. And uh, do y'all know what, the chi what, what your babies are yet? All right, all right. So, but, uh, you know, this is such a blessing <clears throat> today to just see all these mothers and how beautiful that y'all look. I was, I was telling Amanda there, I think, that this is probably one of the most beautiful times in a life is the child. I know whenever my wife was carrying our child, to me, she was always, that was one of her most beautiful times because I knew that she was going to give me a child. And we didn't know what they were back then. We, knew, we was hoping it was going to be a baby. But uh, we, didn't, we didn't know what, what you know, whether it be a boy or a girl. So I had a little girl, God bless her little girl. And, uh, of course, you know, I wanted the boy. But I wouldn't take, you couldn't give me all the boys in the world for that girl. I mean, that was daddy's girl. And so, and still is. And I love her. And, uh, but, uh, so all you mamas, grandmamas, all of you, welcome today and may God's blessings be on you. And, uh, and my sermon today, my message is really, it's God's love for the mama. God looks at that mama and he looks at her with love. She is doing something. It's just like I was talking to a man that said, what right now is a miracle from God. And we don't realize that. That is a miracle. A birth child is a miracle. And uh, she's going to experience one of the most exciting times in her life. It may have a little, you know. Uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be well worth it. It's going to be well worth it. Uh, the message I want to bring today, I was reading a story. And uh, it's a true story. And it's about a mother. And all she went through, she had uh, one of her children had strayed away from God. And she was prayed and she prayed and she prayed for this child to come back to the Lord. But it goes on, and I want to share this with you all this morning. And like I said, it is a true story. And I think it should give all of us hope that when we come to God, especially these mothers, if it hadn't been for this mother's faith, her tears, you know, things may not have happened the way they happened. And so we want to thank God that he honors a mother's tears and her prayers. But, uh, but I'm going to start out here, and it, uh, this story begins with a woman. It don't give her her, her her last name, but her first name was Monica, who was raised by Christian parents in North Africa. And when she was old enough, her parents arranged a marriage to a man who was not a Christian man. You know, back in then, they had arranged marriages, and this man was not a Christian. 
And uh, this was a difficult marriage because of different spiritual beliefs. Mark and her husband had three children. Two of them followed Christ, but this one son walked away from his faith of his childhood and he joined the world. Even by his own admission later on, he talks about this, that this was his choice. He made this choice to leave his mother's faith and to go back into the world. We see a lot of that going on now. We see a lot of people leaving the faith, going back into the world, to see them later come back to God. So full of remorse for what they had done. Once they got into that world and they saw what the world had to offer over what God had to offer. And they were very sorrowful of this. And that's kind of the way this, this son here would be. But uh, he broke his mother's heart. And then later on, after he had left the religion, he joined a religious cult. And this mother prayed for several years that her son would return to Christ. When this son looked back on his life, he said his mother watered the earth with her tears for him. She was constantly praying and tears were flowing for her son. She prayed daily he would return back to God. She fasted, she prayed, and asked God to save her son. You know, we've talked about this before. Many people still pray, but very few of us fast anymore. Fasting, we're offering a sacrifice to God because we're giving up something God to answer our prayers. We're showing him our faith. We're showing him how our love by giving up something. And that's what a fast is. And then one day this mother went to see her pastor. She had tears all in her eyes and she asked her pastor, why after all these years praying for my son is he still living? How many of us have asked God I think we probably all have. Why? Most people say, well, couldn't God just do it? Couldn't he have just made this son come back? Yes, he could have. But see, we have to remember, God gave us, he gave us the free will to make our own choices. God is not going to force us to do anything. We do it for God simply because we love God, we want to serve God, we want to please God out of the love we have for him. God is not going to force us to love him. He wants us to do it on our own free will. And then one day, uh, after she talked to her pastor, the pastor said something to her that, 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 that stuck in his mother's heart. He spoke to her some words. He told her, he said, It is not possible that the son of so many tears and love should perish. Your son will return to you. He will be saved. That's what her pastor told her. And these words stuck with her. And, uh, and this pastor was right. Several months, or several years later, after faithful praying, this mother's son came back to Christ. He turned and come back to him. Today he is known as Augustine. And uh, he is regarded as one of the greatest men and writers of Christian history. When he came back to God, he came back with a heart for God, a knowledge. Uh, he wrote about God. He 
He studied about God. He shared his knowledge with them, what he had gone through, and how God had saved him and brought him back out of the world. And he was so grateful to God for this that he donated, I say donated, he gave his life to God to serve him. And he, he did a lot of studying on God, a lot of praying. And he, he wrote many, many writings. He wrote many books. And after several centuries ago, these books are still in print, and, and they're still, his writings are still in print. You can still buy them in the, in the bookstore. This man was also known as St. Augustine. And uh, like I said, after all his mother's praying, all that she had done, uh, in fact, he even made it clear in his confessions that it was his mother that prayed him back into the arms of Jesus. He said, it was my mom. It was her love. It was her tears. It was her fasting. It was her that prayed me back to God. This was a mother that would, that would not give up. And God saw her faith, and he saw her tears, and he answered her prayers. Many of you women may not think that uh, God hears your prayers. You may not think that he sees your tears, but he does. Your tears are very important to God because he, they touch God's heart. When he sees that kind of love and those kind of prayers going up for their children and their grandchildren, God answers those prayers. And that being a godly mother that she was, God's heart just fell out to her. It's just like God said, don't give up. Things are happening. Things are going to happen. Your son will return to you. He will be stronger. He'll be more of a Christian than he's ever been. So we have to just keep praying and believing that God hears our prayers, that he's going to answer our prayers. You know, this, like I said, this pastor was right when he said, it is not possible that a son of so many faithful tears and love should perish. Like I said, God sees a mother's tears Tears of prayers. I don't think there's anything on earth more valuable than the tears of a godly mother. As God looks down from heaven and he sees these tears, his heart goes out to that mother because he knows exactly what she's going through. You know, in a way, God's kind of like a mother. His love for us is like a mother's love. And, uh, I wrote down something here, and y'all probably all heard it. It said, a mother. What is a mother? It is said a mother is someone who carries her child for, for nine months in her stomach, for two years in her arms, and forever in her heart. That's a mother. And there's a Jewish proverb. It says, a mother knows and understands what her child does not say. You'd be surprised at many of the mothers that know what their child's going through even though they just say nothing. This is a gift that God has put in a mother because she can nourish that child, pray for that child, and know what to pray. She can talk to that child, put her arms around that child, 
interpreted because she knows what that child is going through, even though this child has never told her. But that was a Jewish proverb that, excuse me, when everybody else had given up, you know, there these these godly mothers and grandmothers who had seen their children fall into sin have prayed them back into God's arms. Like I said, when everybody else had given up, they never gave up. They prayed. And they prayed more and harder, and they claimed their children back to God in Jesus' name. They wouldn't give up. Many times we'll pray, we'll pray at one time. Sometimes... God says, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough that you'll keep asking? What does the Bible say? Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask me. Seek me. Keep knocking on that door. I'll answer that door. But you have to keep seeking. We're not to give up on our prayers to God for our family, for our children. We're to keep praying and we're, keep, and we're to trust God just like this mother. She never gave up. And God rewarded her faith. He rewarded her tears. He rewarded her for everything that she had done for her children to bring them back into the arms of God. You know, these godly mothers never ceased praying for their children. And God hears a godly mother's prayers. He does not turn a deaf ear to a godly mother's prayers because he knows what that mother is going through. And he's going to answer that mother's prayers. Here in James, chapter 5, verse 16, James says something here. And I think this here would be talking about these mothers. He says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person I put in parentheses, mothers, avails much. They're very important to God. He hears these prayers. And he, like I said, he does not turn a deaf ear. But he answers these prayers. Now, it's in his time. Because things have to happen, whether we realize or not. Here on earth, God uses man to answer prayers. You'd be surprised probably in here how many of you that God has used to answer somebody's prayer. He's called you to go to somebody's side. He's called you to go pray for somebody. He's called for you. I'm going to say it right now. Pat Bramble, I know she has shed many tears and many prayer for her grandchildren and for her children. And I look at them today that God heard her prayers. He heard her prayers. He didn't turn a deaf ear to her. And you look here today, she's fixing to have some great-grandchildren here. You know, sometimes maybe God overdoes it. I don't know. But God's a loving God. He's a caring God. He's a special God. Because that's what he is. He says, you know, that's what the Bible says. For God is love. God is love. That's what God's got in him, is love for his creation. 
Yeah, we are God's creation. He created us. Even if we go all the way back to Genesis, and it talks about when God was creating man, it says that he went and he gathered up dust. And then he breathed into that dust and created man. We were created by God's breath. He breathed life into us. We're special to God. God hears our prayers. He answers our prayers. And can you imagine the joy that goes through God's heart whenever we can give back Him, back to Him the praise and the honor that He deserves? When we give that back to Him, just like Beverly right up here a while ago. This was from the heart, what she said. It was from the heart. She wanted to give God praise. She wanted to share something with y'all about her God, his goodness, his love, his mercy, his grace. And that's what she was doing. I've asked y'all in here before, when God does something in your life, tell us about it. Well, I don't like to brag. You're not bragging on yourself. You're bragging on God. You're bragging on what God did. And you might be helping somebody else. Just as this mother prayed and prayed for this son. When God does something in our life, share it. Share it. Help somebody else. Well, if God will do it for them, he'll do it for me. You can lift somebody's spirit just by telling them what God has done for you. That's what really a God has done for you. God is not a selfish God. God is not a respecter of person. The Bible tells us that God is no respecter of person. That what he does for one, he'll do for another. But we're being greedy sometimes when we don't share God with somebody else. To let them know his love and all that he cares about for y'all. He cares about you. He cares what happened. He cares what you're going through. He wants to be there for you, but you know you have to invite God to join you in going through your problems. You have to invite him. He's not just going to barge in. He wants to be invited. He wants to be a welcome guest into your life. He wants to be that one person there that you know that you can count on. Well, you may not can count on anybody else, but you can count on God. And I know a number of people in here know that that was the only way they got through some of their situations was by the grace of God. Well, that's all of us, by the grace of God. You know, God gave us very special mothers. They're going to bring you up through life. Like these two young ladies right here, they're going to be giving forth life. They're going to be raising that child. I hope you raise him in the ways that God would have you raise your children. Because God will totally bless you and those children when you're raised up in the ways of God. Here in Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 19, this is Isaiah speaking. It says, he's talking, I'm just, I'm just going to put it like this. He's talking to a mother that's praying for a child. He said, you shall weep no more. God 
he will be very glorious unto you at the voice of your cry. And when he shall hear it, he will answer you. He will answer you. When he hears your cry, your heartfelt cry, your total trust and faith in him, he says he will answer you. So get ready. Praying, and you really believe God's going to do it? God will answer you. Don't ever let that get out of your mind. Don't ever lose your faith in what God can and will do. And looking at mothers, I also included wives into this, but I think we've all probably read this one. But in Saul, excuse me, Proverbs 31, this is about mothers and wives. Here in Proverbs 31, 28, it says, Her children shall rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he shall praise her. This is the gift that God gave these children and a gift that God gave to the husband. You know, us husbands, we don't realize the gift that God has gave us to a wife. I am a very lucky man. I'm a very fortunate man. I'm a blessed man to have a wife like I've got. She's there for me. She's done without things, so I wouldn't. And I think all mothers, all wives are like that. If you've got a wife and a mother like that, you are very blessed and fortunate. God has really touched you. And here in Proverbs 31, 30, it says, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is in vain, for her price is far above rubies. God says, you don't have enough money to buy the wife I want to give you. You're not that rich. When God blesses you, he blesses you totally and completely. He blesses you with a wife. He blesses you with a mother that watches over you, cares for you, just like God does. God is a whole lot like a mom. He watches over his children. He blesses us. He blesses us in ways that we don't even begin to understand. We cannot understand. I, I look back now when I was a kid growing up at my mom. I didn't see her being the way I do now. I didn't realize how fortunate, how blessed I was. But my mom did without a lot of things so that my sister and I wouldn't have to. I read a little story, and it, it's kind of like that. It said that this woman was talking about being raised up in the Depression, very little to eat. They said what they would eat mostly was apples and get them off of a tree somewhere, growing wild. Or maybe every now and then the husband would maybe go out hunting and maybe get a little game. They said that sometimes if he was fortunate enough to get a squirrel, the mother would fix it. You know what she would do? She said, hey, y'all take everything else, but give me that squirrel's head. That's the best part. That child grew up later and said, you know, I didn't realize it. But there was no meat on that squirrel's head. She took the squirrel's head so that we have more ourselves. That was a mother's love. She did without so her children and her husband wouldn't have to. God, when he makes a wife and a mother, he makes a very special person. A very special person. And we 
opportunity to respect and love our wives, our mothers, be there for them when they need things. And uh, it talks about a mother's love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, as I was thinking about love, this, this hit me. It's a love of a mother. Listen to what it says. Love suffers long, and it is kind. Love does not envy. Love lifts, but not itself. Love is not puffed up. It's not about me. It's about you. Love does not behave itself unseemly or wrongly. He says, love seeks not their own. Love is not easily provoked. Love thinks no evil. Love rejoices not in iniquity. Iniquity is simply wickedness. But rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes in all things. And love endures in all things. See, this is a wife and this is a mother. Their love is totally for their family. It's not about them. It's about us, the husband, and about the her family. She'll do without, so you don't have to. And she'll never complain. She'll never complain. Because it's her love for you that she's giving you. She will not complain. She will not be envious of others because she's very grateful and thankful to God for what he's given her. When you find a mother or have a mother and you find a wife like this, like I said, you're one of the most fortunate people in the world. You may not have a lot of money. There's a lot of things you may have to do without, but you will never, ever do without love. Never. Never. I don't care what you go through. That love will always be there. This is a mother. And this is a loving wife. So, today in closing, I just want to thank you mothers, you grandmothers. I want to thank you for your faith and trust in God and for trusting in God that he will hear your prayers and that he will answer your prayers. So please, keep praying for your children, praying for your husbands. And I just want to say this, may God's blessings be upon every mother and every wife that's here today. God wants to bless you. God cares. So I'm going to ask the band, if they would, to come up. If you're here today, and God has blessed you, Maybe you want to, maybe you'd like to come up, kneel at the altar, and thank God for the blessings that He has put in your life, for the things that He has done for you, and for the things that I'm going to tell you right now He's going to continue to do for you. God will continue in your life as long as you will let Him. He's not going to force Himself on you. He's not going to force His way into your life. But when you say, Lord Jesus, 
Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Your life changes at that moment. You become a new creation. You become a new person in God. You new has arrived. So if you're here today and you would just like to come to the altar, you would thank God for all you'd you like to thank God for your wife, for your mom, please come and give God the glory. Give Him the thanks. I will be down front. If you would just like to have prayer, I'd be happy to pray with you and stand in with you, believing with you for what you need in your life. So I'm going to ask the band to play. If you need to come to the altar, please come to the altar today.